the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... If you came here to talk about the foosball game, you might want to change the station. Although I was surrounded by people that insisted on having it on, all I really saw were a couple of commercials. And I don't get that. When the preacher was washing the feet of the transvestite, and uh, prior to that it said, shut him up. Who's the him, Squirrel? Was that me? No? You think it's Donald Trump? Donald Trump. So you mean they spent $7 million on a commercial, some fraud organization, to tell me how Jesus would accept all of the chaos and traitors in our nation, and i got to wash the feet of a, a bunch of people I wouldn't be within 1,000 miles of. Wrong. And uh, they get to put shut him up, like Jesus would say shut Trump up. Do you think Jesus would tolerate this two-bit whore, this dimwit, this traitor to our country? An asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Do you think Jesus would say, that's okay, Joe? I don't know, because I don't pretend to be religious. But what I find particularly annoying is when other people pretend to be religious. I really do. I don't like it if it's a a preacher who buys jets at the cost of uh, his parishioners. I don't like it if it's people who wear magic underpants, pretend to be Jesus on the next planet. I don't even like the Scientologists where you hold two rods and you confess your sins and give 50% of your money. I don't like them either. But I certainly don't like whoever wrote this commercial in there to pretend I'm going to be washing feet of people I can't stand because I'm not Jesus. I don't pretend to be Jesus. But they're going to use that so that I give away the principles of my own liberty and my money to you thieving rat bastards. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I see what you're doing, too. And what's funny is the the phony religious. You were washing the feet in front of a, a Planned Parenthood, right? So Jesus wants to wash the feet of somebody who killed the kid that Jesus gave the kid. is that? Do I have it about right? I can't figure out this stuff. It's all very complicated. Somebody get those goat Casanovas out here who beat their women. They seem to make more sense than that stupid fracking commercial. But then again, that's what I get, Squirrel. Because I never watch those men in tights chasing balls. By the way, did, did, uh, did uh, Taylor Swift have a good game? How many receptions did she get? Good? She did good? All right, that's all that matters. In the meantime, in the real world, not only do we have a traitor and thief, and an 80-year-old dementia patient on tour for the world to see, but he's destroying life for the ordinary Americans. Um, This is January 2021 to January 2024. Over just a few years, overall costs up 20% almost, food prices skyrocketing, energy, those everyday (sighs) items that are not your choice. You You know, necessities. And not only that, the part that really fries me is that we're buying that for illegals we're buying that for people whose first choice was to say right here with your immigration laws we're gonna break it and you give the finger like that scumbag who beat the cop up in new york he gave the double finger boy i wish 
I wish he was in Melrose Park. The double finger to, to, to America. You give it to the tens of millions of real Americans who went through that system legally, who followed all your left foot in and your left foot out, write a check to some greasy, slimy attorney, Democrat, who's got a toupee on crooked, who works with Mike Madigan to shorten the pants. By the way, his, uh, his little boy, his little tiny leprechaun assistant, what's his name, Mapes, got two and a half years. Oh, okay. So Mike Madigan, Mike Madigan and the short in the pants mafia have raped the city for five freaking decades. And you get two and a half years, two and a half years where in Siberia. Boy, I tell you what, I like that Russia. I like the way the Russians penalize their thieving rat crooks. And you want to know something else about Russia? Turns out all of our plans to suffer and sacrifice American prosperity in the name of hurting the Russians. Guess what? Works about as good as every other frickin' Democrat plan and policy and scam they have. In the shadow of Western sanctions, Russia's economic engine has not only endured but thrived, casting a shadow of doubt over conventional wisdom. Def- Wasn't conventional wisdom. If a frickin' politician said it, it's 100% wrong. Not only that, Squirrel, did you know that Russia has a 13% flat tax? Oh, it turns out everybody pays it. Even if you suck, let's say you're a suck Democrat. You can't make any money because you're a moron. You're a bust out. You pay 13%, and so does the guy who's real good at making money. You know what else that breeds? Kind of true patriotism versus this Marxism we have now, where you got to take away the money from the guys working three and four jobs. By the way, those are the real job numbers. Turns out that right now in America, more mothers and fathers have at least two jobs than ever before. Is that Bidenomics? What does KJP think? Does the president accept any responsibility for where prices are since he came into office? So a couple of things. Look, uh, we understand how grocery grocery prices are a major concern for hardworking families. How do you want? Hey, stupid. How do you understand it? You never bought anything in your life. You're a political dimwit whore who got your job because of your sexual proclivities and your pigmentation. You don't actually exist like us where you work and you pay taxes. In fact... What, what we do know is somehow you're worth $14 million. Now, how does a moron like you get $14 million? You want to enlighten us? Then again, what do you make now? 400000 Can you explain? You're going to talk to the regular people who are really paying the cost of Bidenomics. You know, the massive increase in costs of everything that you need and necessities and everything that you want in luxuries. And the fact that you've destroyed the buying power of our dollar by 20 cents. Tell me more, moron. We get it. We get that that, that there are uh, the prices are still, uh, you know, kind of uh, kind of hurting uh, Americans. But boy, that was almost as hard as when the uh, three veterans got killed. Three army veterans got killed by uh, 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 Obama that may have been left behind by Biden in Afghanistan. But we'll never know because uh, you don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. What we've seen is that prices have gone down for eggs, for milk, uh, for seafood. And that's important. They've, they're lower than they were a year ago. And we know that's not enough. First of all, it's not true. Or are you talking about from the spike up? You know, when people realized exactly what kind of moron was in charge of things. Is age a legitimate issue? It is a legitimate issue. Sure it is. And I think people are going to judge it. If I were to run, I think they're going to judge me on my vitality. That was three years ago. Now let's hear him. Here's, here's what he's running. Does he sound vital? Today we'll also discuss the work to just that we're going to be doing together to strengthen NATO ahead of the 75th NATO summit this summer here. So you got to come back. And, uh, and also uh, the latest developments in the Middle East, including... What? Yeah. This is what he said he'd be judged by three years ago. Can I still run up the steps of Air Force Two? Am I still in good... 
Well, first of all, it was Air Force One, you're on, not Air Force Two. You can't run up the steps. In fact, your nickname in foreign policy by people all around the world is Joe Shortstairs Biden because you can't take the big stairs. So they let you out of where they load the luggage and they pretend you're a man the way Democrats have been doing for five decades. Shape? Am I? Do I have all my faculties? Am I? Am I energetic? I think it's totally legitimate. People to ask well, those questions. That was three years ago. Now we'd just be happy with an unsoiled set of trousers. In the meantime, when it comes to NATO comments, I'll take mine from a man. I came in. I made a speech, and I said, "You got to pay up." They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up, and said, "Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us?" I said, "You didn't pay." You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got Simple. Now, I think he's been uh, touted as his comments, right, have, uh, have been provocative because he spoke like a man. You see, and what uh, the American government wants is more dimwit and a lot more corruption, which explains why they tolerate this fraud. Because when it comes to corruption, the kind of numbers that's being kicked out, almost unimaginable. By the time I took office, America's ranked number 13, had the 13th best infrastructure in the world. How can you have the best economy in the world when you don't have the best infrastructure in the world? I don't know how that works. You don't know how anything works, stupid. Because the infrastructure that we had was not only ranked by some Chinese Communist Party as 13th, But the infrastructure we had was built by private sector. When the public sector builds so-called infrastructure, you get a fracking exit ramp that cost more than the Hoover Dam and took twice as long. You get the short in the pants mafia really raking it in. And that's what you're trying to do now. Only you want to cut more in than guys with an O and an apostrophe in front of their phony cement company. American infrastructure plan used to, you know, we used to be the best in the world in infrastructure. Literally, we were ranked number number one in the world. We used to be able to never tolerate a president with dementia, let alone a crook, let alone a thief, let alone a traitor. The special counsel says President Biden's got significant limitations on his memory. Then who is helping him run the country? The president of the United States runs the country. The commander in chief runs the country. That's another thing I don't like. Picked it out. Presidents don't run the country. You know, your job is intended to be quite benign. You're supposed to sign laws that the Congress and the Senate pass. This idea that we have subjugated ourselves to a crooked thief like Joe Biden, who we know is unfit to do anything. And it's not just us. It's our judicial system. It's your very own Department of Justice. So now what we're going to do is pretend that that's politicized. Well, if that's politicized, let me ask you a question. What about the five billion you just kicked out Friday? Another $5 billion to the National Semiconductor Center. Why? Because you're trying to buy votes. You've got your street welfare down. More people are on it than at any time in history. So once people need welfare, they know who to vote for, the Democrats. But now you're trying to spread it throughout all businesses, aren't you? Separately, the White House announcing plans this morning. I want to tell you about them to allocate $5 billion. Oh, $5 billion now. Uh, for the act to create the National Semiconductor Technology Center. Join us right now to discuss the latest moves, our own uh, Megan Casella. Now, is that on top of the $280 billion? Is it an extra $5 billion? Who exactly is looking at the books? Is it KJP? Can she pick her head out of somebody's crotch? What the hell is she doing? 
Washington. Good morning to you. Five billion. I mean, that's like yeah, we can pocket lint at this point. If Squawkbox we're having a bigger that. conversation about this, how important is it? It's true, Andrew. It's not quite trillions of dollars, but the White House says they're allocating five billion of the Chips Act money that was allocated earlier in the administration, and they're saying this is the next step in that Chips Act implementation. This is to- so. Who do you think is going to get the five billion? Will it be a company? That traces all the way back to the Chinese Communist Party? Because that seems to be how your schemes work now. Like, what's the one going in Illinois? Goshen. $8 billion by the people of Illinois. Illinois doesn't have $8 billion, so it's money laundered through the Fed. But what you have there is more evidence of a crime syndicate, and it does explain why Fetzo thinks Biden is doing a bang-up job. The special counsel raised the age issue, referring to Biden as an elderly man with poor memory. And an American flag. All right, I know who the next governor is. Today, after touring an early childhood care center, Governor J.B. Pritzker, who serves as a Biden surrogate, was critical of the language in the report. I thought it was extremely unfair for a, he was a Trump appointee originally to the uh, Department of Justice to offer his own opinions about the mental acuity or age of the president of the United States. The White House also going on the offensive today. And so before we get to the White House, do you know why Pritzker defended him, right? It has nothing to do with the fact they're Democrats. Pritzkers have been buying Democrats for generations. What it has to do with is the money yet to be made. You see, it's the one who is the real manly one in the family. Penny, I believe, is, is his name or her name. Penny Pritzker, who is in charge under the Biden administration, not like she was under the Obama administration as the Commerce Secretary. What she's in charge of now is Ukraine rebuilding. So the reason that Fetzel, some call governor, can't do a jumping jack or a push-up push up if you doubled his inheritance, why he's so on Team Biden is because the Pritzkers are going to double their inheritance. Oh, it's true. And the Bidens and the Democrat mafia, they've made certain of it recently. Open the champagne. Pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Boy, oh boy, Penny Pritzker almost feels pretty, almost feels 100 pounds lighter. She almost feels like a woman today because what she knows, what Fatso, JB, and the rest of the Pritzker cult, what they all know is in rebuilding Ukraine, you can really steal money. This is also good news for the Rolls-Royce dealership in Kiev. They didn't have much time, really no time and no money to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion is coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month. 800,000 in the last month. That's nothing. Just ask. That's about the best job performance you could ever get from a Democrat, especially one who's been riddled in scandal for decades. They accuse you of willfully not following the laws and therefore not securing the border and lying about having control of it. Mr. Secretary, these are serious allegations. How do you respond? They're baseless allegations, Kristen, and that's why uh, I really am not distracted by them and focused on the work of the Department of Homeland Security. Mayorkas has suffered scandal, allegations and corruption before he perfected it. You know, maybe he'll be the next president. Certainly won't be in the dimwit and diapers. 86% of Americans, even the ones on the take, realize he's soiling his shorts. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show.
where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What a pickle! Unless, of course, you're a scumbag. Ooh, scumbags, lowlifes, enemies of America, they're having a banner time. After all, that's what Joe Biden really represents. The enemies of our ideology. Joe Biden is a traitor who sold out his country. ABC News Ipsos poll shows that 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. That is a higher percentage than what we found in a previous poll in September. So clearly polling shows this is a persistent issue. What is the White House... What do you think 86% of Americans would agree on also? I mean, that's a staggering statistic. That means only 14%. And you, you're in traffic right now. Just take a look to your left and to your right. There's at least 33% that are complete absolute morons that haven't had on clean shorts for the last 45 years. In the meantime, Joe Biden finally found a way to get 86% of Americans to agree on something. And I don't know if he's helping himself with his new uh, push on how hippie he is. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. He's just like you. He's just a great American. Horse drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size. But not- he can't enunciate. This is a commercial that he cut, edited and everything. And you see, he thinks he's going to appeal to you because the cost for businesses is so great. They had to figure out a way to stay profitable. The cost of Joe Biden stealing the most powerful office is not just World War Three. It's not just unprecedented debt, unprecedented amount of Americans. It's us unprecedented regulation and taxation because that's all these rat Democrats know how to do. So the company will figure out how to survive, even if they have to recalibrate the very item that made them rich. That's called adjusting to corrupt, stupid politicians such as Joe Biden. But now he's on your team. Price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Shrinkflation is what uh, eHarmony calls the Irish section on male dating services. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling. Are they tired? There's still a Democrat party. How in the world could they be tired? We've got Democrats, and no matter where they are, it's the same story. Massive costs, massive poverty, massive amounts of people on welfare. That's exactly the fact. And the other sad fact is, it doesn't seem to be changing anywhere in sight. Are you worried um, that Putin could be attempting, and the Kremlin could be attempting to intervene in our election in 2024? And should we all be spending more time talking about that? I am very concerned about it. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that Russia's intervened in our election. No. It wouldn't be the first time they've done it to try to help elect Donald Trump. Wrong. These are the same people who say if you question the idea that there's 81 million Americans dumb enough to not know that Joe Biden is a traitor and a thief, then you're somehow anti-American. Do you see the jujitsu that's applied by the Marxist mafia? They denied Donald Trump's election for four years, they impeached him on phone calls in which the real corruption to the very people that Donald Trump was accused of being in bed with was the Democrat Party. It's almost brilliant in its diabolical nature. It isn't going to be Russians that help steal the election for the Democrats. No, no, no. It's going to be the importation of illegals.
Alright, so you see all these vehicles out here with no license plates, and you might see one or two with fake plates. They all belong to the migrants. So all of these vehicles is parked right here by the migrant shelter, this building right here. Listen to what I figured out based on what's going on. So you know that the city is like 60 days for them to get their stuff together. And if they don't get their stuff together, they have to go back. See, in New York, it's the same kind of Democrat moron mafia that runs Chicago, right? So they pretend to put allegations. But as they put these, or they pretend to put uh, limitations on the welfare, as they put it on, like some third world nation or a Democrat city, they wink, wink to the illegal alien or the criminal that they want to protect. They wink, wink, and they show them how to circumvent the laws. So here's a New Yorker, just a regular kid who figured out the actual fraud and wanted to share it on Tiki Taki. And to reapply for um, housing or whatever you want to call it, shelter or hotel, whatever you call this, this situation that they're in right now. So what they're doing is instead of reapplying, they're buying all of these vehicles so that they can live in them. So when the 60 days is up, they're just going to live in this vehicle and they're going to be in your neighborhood and inside of your house. There's an Indian girl that I know, right? She told me that the migrants are going in her yard and they're filling up buckets of water to shower with. How'd they buy the car? Because when you get to New York, you get another 3500 in a gift card and immediate welfare assistance. Better than most Americans get. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. See, in New York, it's like Chicago. People are victimized by their government for a sad state. They still vote Democrat. Just like it's just like Chicago. And they keep hoping to get a good one. Well, maybe now they'll pull their head out of their derriere long enough to realize exactly what's happening. I don't know how they were able to get a New York State plate. Maybe they know somebody in DMV. Maybe they the city just gave it to them. But it See, there's also a rumor, I'm not sure if it's substantiated, right? About what happens when cars are confiscated. Now there's allegations that Chicago and New York are giving cars that have been confiscated to illegal aliens. How do you get that mystical, magical plate? I know the sticker in Illinois, what is it, 151 bucks plus Chicago. Honey Bunny, what do you pay for stickers and whatnot? Another 200 Yeah, That's about right. It's real fishy out here, bro. And, bro, these dudes are not working. They're not doing no delivery service. They're doing nothing. All they do is... And stay posted out here and watch these vehicles to make sure that if the police come, if the tow truck come, they don't take the vehicles. And my question is, how are they able, what are they able to tell the police or the tow truck drivers for them not to take the vehicles, for them not to impound these vehicles with these no plates and fake registration on them? I'm trying to figure that out. The violence here in the last two weeks in New York City has gotten so bad. Basically, all the migrants have all created like these little sub gangs according to where they have derived from. The Colombians are sticking together. The Venezuelans are sticking together. And the assault. You know what that's like, Squirrel? Prison. Same thing in prison. And that's why now these cities resemble the third world in prison far more than any other place in the country that is not a sanctuary city. A sanctuary state. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, Sean. Well, we need to kick the UN out of there. And um, another thing, this uh, I'm waiting for the president to comment on the uh, trans shooter who was a free Palestine soldier who comes with his seven-year-old who's critically injured in, uh, right now at the hospital. I'm waiting to see them to comment about the mental health about that. About All right, that. we had another trans shooter. How many is that in the last year? Is it three or four? Something like that, yeah. I'm not washing any one of those freaks' feet. You going to wash the free- feet like the way they had the priest on it? <laughs> I ain't doing that. You imagine that? Wash the feet. You see no. me near your feet, odds are I had a ball-peen hammer in one hand, and I want you to pay your tab. Thank you very much. This is preposterous. Time we live in. But then again, they're Democrats. And you really shouldn't have too much when it comes to standards. They don't have any. We want companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. See, part of me, Squirrel, good for the businesses. Because you're the ones that pretended this was an American political party. I mean, after all, most of these companies, they entertain the extortion mafia called unions. They get shaken down. Then when the low-life rat Democrat aldermen come around, oh, you want to sign? You're going to have to hire my law firm. They cut the check. This is what happens when you invite Dracula or a Democrat into your house. This is what happens. They suck the blood out of everything. Easy, Kamala. No one called you. Uh, Craig, I'm on Greywood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I got a question for you. So it seems like, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Gargoyle Schumer to pull some kind of shenanigan, uh, putting the pressure on these guys to make a quick decision on something with uh, getting money for Ukraine. And there are a whole bunch of dozens of Republicans. They all like chimed in with, with uh, $60 Smith, uh, billion dollars just to Ukraine. $60 billion. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, here's, here's my question. Did, they, did all these Republicans, did they go to Chicago schools because they can't read? None of them can read because there was one senator, I think he's from Ohio, he found in there that it was there was something in there that going all the way past Biden's uh, term yeah. into, if it's Trump, 25, 26. If, if, if That's Trump the tries blessing. to shut down the money, if he tries to shut down the money, they're going to impeach him. Oh, really? That's the blessing. That's the blessing. Thank God they put that in there. Now, that's all he has to run against. Because I got news for these rat-thieving bastards. The American people know, number one, the presidential trousers have been soiled. And they know that every fracking dollar that goes to this corrupt former Soviet Union carve-out gets stolen. They know it. And all they had time to do in the Senate was get the money, get the cash pallets, load the planes, get the champagne ready, and fly to Kiev. On Friday, they will take the $60 billion to Kiev, crack the champagne, and meet... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. Apparently, the, the wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kotitska so was answer? caught by the What is the American government going to do? I mean, obviously, this is, this is unbelievable breaking news. So far that we know the American people have been at least robbed for $500 million. Stolen! Gone! What are you going to do? Well, you're going to give them more. Like they were American Democrats. You're used to them stealing. Meanwhile, each day, between five to 10,000 people come across the border illegally. 
Now, they put up a sham bill, and they said, you should have taken the sham bill. You should have taken the ruse. We gave you a border bill. But the border bill would allow 5,000 people a day to come across, and then they would declare an emergency. Guess what? The emergency is already here. 700,000 people in two months is an emergency. Nearly 800,000 people in two months is an emergency. But they gave lie to the Roos when they tweeted out their great bullet points on how great this deal was going to be. They tweeted out, the border never closes. So they were putting forward this great border bill that the president would use to stop illegal immigration, but they tweeted out of all the main points that this would do, that the border never closes. Well, sure, because 86% of Americans already know that Dimwood and Diapers not only stole the office, but is unfit to hold it now. They know that. So what are you going to do? Import new Democrats. And the murder rate has just gone through the roof. I saw my friend this weekend who's NYPZ, and he was telling me, how crazy it is and that they have direct orders that they can't even really arrest them unless it's a serious serious crime isn't that sick your nypd and your boss is telling you listen don't make us look bad don't arrest any of them i mean isn't that sick meanwhile you got citizens who live here and they jaywalk and the cops are like take that piece and let's go three thousand dollar fine now that girl has to get married because her biological clock, it is ticking. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. So it's funny about this uh, transvestite shooter, Squirrel. Eduardo correctly identified this is a man... Dressing as a woman, another another twisted moron who went in there and shot for the free Palestine. Do you know that whenever he wanted to, he would use his name. Then when he wanted to divert the police, he'd use a woman's name. He, him, her hit. You fracking con artists. I'm so sick and tired. You, you, you ruined California. You could have it. You ruined Illinois. You could have it. You ruined New York. You can have it. Now, can we just get out of here? We'll take our share of the debt. And you go your own way, you filthy morons. Because look what you're doing to the country. Can you look at what you're doing? Look who you elect. To set up a public-private partnership that will create a national uh, semiconductor technology center. Yeah, it's going to be great. And we talked to the president's doctor. And how come he hasn't been, or they haven't been asked to come out here and talk with us, given the, the her report that challenges the president's mental fitness? So look, it's a giant cover-up. What doctor? Dr. Vinnie Boombots? Who's telling you that this idiot... Is good enough to be anything. Can't be a, a, a greeter at Walgreens. Can't work at a 7-Eleven. Can't be one of those Jiffy Lube guys. Bring your car in. You're not over the hole. This stupid son of a gun, you'll drive right in the hole. Uh, you know, just to speak to uh, the Herb Report really, really quickly. Take uh, your Herb Report and shove it, honey. Of course, that'll tie you up for the next two hours. John and Palatine. Hey, Sean. Um... Think, uh, think about this: all of the money that we're that we're sending to uh, Ukraine, uh, I guess, supposes that they're actually going to win the war. Nobody Jeez. really thinks they're going to win the war. So, in fact, every penny is going down the drain. Why can't why can't the, the Republicans or anybody campaign on that? Every single dollar you send goes right in the toilet. 
John, I have this on and I've had it on for weeks now. Okay. And every morning I check it every morning. You and I are on the phone right now. The amount of millions of dollars turning into billions of dollars is 1.2 billion an hour. We're at 34 trillion. 225 billion. When I did the show on on Woo! Friday, on Friday, the easy homer, we're not winning anything. When I did the show on Friday, I think I said 34 billion, 212 uh, billion, 216 billion. You can't keep up with it. And these fracking, lying, thieving morons just keep giving more away. It's ridiculous. All you want, you want to fix things? Stop giving our money to anyone who isn't an American. That's it's it. like a Gold Coast wife. Oh, easy. Gold Coast wife once in a while put out. Thank you very much. At least I think so. Ask a Mercedes dealer. Uh, what else do we got? Does the president accept any responsibility for where prices are? Where prices are? Responsibility for the fracking debt. Does he take any responsibility? How many Americans? In fact, here's another. I'm asking a question like I always do, and I know the answer. For the first time in history. More Americans have at least two jobs than at ever recorded time, at any recorded time. And what is the cost of it all? How does it really add up? I mean, it's not turning out good for property owners, in particular if they own buildings that used to house other businesses, you know, commercial. I do have a concern about commercial real estate. You can feel the stress uh, in the commercial real estate area. We don't see it as a sector where yet we, we see real opportunity. We have very little exposure in commercial real estate in the U.S. right now. I'm actually optimistic. I think that the markets are proving to be resilient. There's enough liquidity to resolve these. I believe it's manageable, although there may be some institutions that are quite stressed by this problem. They wouldn't. Only the ones that don't, don't have a government guarantee. But how many is that? Janet, man hands. Only one that's happy you have a job is your husband because he's got three hookers over at the house all earning their money. In the meantime, it's our plan about Russia. Is it working? After almost two years under Western sanctions, the Russian economy is growing. The average income is up, unemployment at a record low, and the budget deficit is still manageable. Although Russia lost income from the sale of natural gas, all experts have made up for that. Coupled with the weak national currency, all of Moscow's budgetary targets have been met. While we can today point to 2023 as a year when the Russian economy behaved better than had been expected. So our economy is doing worse. We're pretending we're beating Russia and they're thriving. We pretend we're helping Ukraine and we can only guesstimate because we don't have the actual number of not just the money that's been stolen, but the amount of actual Ukrainians who have been slaughtered upwards of four. 100,000 Ukrainians, you've wiped out a generation, and we're given another 60 billion? Are we still pretending it's a country? Or are we just looking forward to when the Pritzkers get to steal all the other money in the rebuild? It's ridiculous. And there's no end in sight. They refuse to understand exactly where our money is going. Poof. And this is actually true. Because what would happen is they would close the illegal crossings but leave the legal crossings open. It's like, why wouldn't we have the illegal crossing always closed? Why wouldn't we, after having 750,000 people come in illegally, close down the illegal crossings immediately? There was an article in Reason magazine this weekend. 
And the article said that when we have illegal aliens come into the country, it's good for the economy. These are written by people who wave the flag that they have some sort of experience when the reality is all of the so-called Democrat economists can't, never did, and would never try to make, a money in, make money in the market with their own money. The only way they exist is like Ukraine. On government funding, they cannot exist in the real world. In the meantime, we have certain people new to our government who can exist in the real world, who understand the principles of actual money and economics. And those are the ones that the government, corrupt as it is, fight hardest to keep out. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. Former President Trump's suggestion that the U.S. would not protect NATO allies failing to spend enough on defense is prompting significant fallout on the world stage. He made that comment during a campaign rally on Saturday. The former president suggesting he'd encourage Russia to invade NATO countries if they don't pay toward mutual defense. Now, that's not what he said, but that's a Chicago 32 talking mannequin dog who was too ugly to get a job on a soap opera. So she became a reporter in a Democrat sewer. That's not what he said. What he said was that for decades, the American people have been underwriting a money laundering scheme called the U.N., called NATO, called the IMF Bank. What he said is we've been taken advantage of for 50 years. And in the meantime, this idiot who ironically has her own tax dollars squandered, she's willing to prop up the gangster government. Why? Because she feels superior. She feels vindicated. She feels like she's punishing. Those Americans who are bigoted and racist and hateful. Ironically, she's not doing any of that any more than Sonny Hostin is of The View. Okay. I had the pleasure to sit down with Henry Louis Skip Gates to find more about my family history. You know what you found out, Squirrel? Turns out her family owned slaves. Uh Ha-ha. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest has a new book out, and we're going to talk to him about the book, but he has a fascinating history himself. Born in Sweden, growing up with a family member, he uh, immigrated to America, returned to Sweden. As a 10-year-old boy, watched Ronald Reagan, and he became one of Sweden's youngest members of the local parliament where he uh, really, it, it's its fascinating that he came back to America and became a citizen and now lives outside of Tampa, Florida. I'm looking forward to talking about his new book, Radical Betrayal, How Liberals, Neoconservatives Are Wrecking American Exceptionalism. It's out now. He is Anders Edwardson. How are you, Anders? Oh, you're fine. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. Listen, I wanted to have you on to discuss a lot of your experience. So you're, you're, you're a young boy, you come to America, and you see Ronald Reagan. Is that, is that when you first saw him, when you were already here as a young boy? 
Uh, no, I was never here as a young boy. I no. saw him on Swedish television when he was uh, elected president in 1980. Oh, okay. And I didn't even speak the language, but I uh, sort of uh, fell in love with uh, America and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And here, 45 years later, I am. <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And you became one of the youngest members of the local parliament. Explain to uh, the audience exactly how the Scandinavian or Swedish parliament works. How does it work in Sweden? Um, you know, here in America, we pretend to have a representative republic. We really don't. They've got an ironclad system of corruption called Washington, D.C. But how does it work in Sweden? Well, they have the, here we have the winner-take-all system. In Sweden, they have the, uh, the list system. If, if a party get 25% of the vote, they get 25% of the seats in the parliament. So when you were a young member, was what, 1991? Yes, mm-hmm. that was 1988 actually. And that's, that's kind of when Sweden took off the yoke of failure and feudalism of socialism. You know, it's always touted by American Marxists as this utopia of socialist. Uh, 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 government, but it's not really a socialist government. It changed drastically after realizing socialism failures uh, fails and enriches the slots in your in your country. Do you think Americans are aware of exactly how capitalist orientated Sweden is, or the success story of of, of Sweden getting rid of a lot of the socialist yokes of tyranny? Uh- no, uh, definitely not uh, today. As you say, uh, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, Sweden turned hard left, and it went straight into a wall. Uh, when I grew up, they had 107% in income taxes in the higher uh, tax brackets and stuff to, to, to pay for the madness. Uh, but that all collapsed. Ironically and symbolically, uh, the same years, 89 to 91, uh, as communism fell in Eastern Europe. And then the taxes are still high and the unions are still very, uh, very powerful. But all the parties, more or less, except uh, the ex-communists and the the Greens, have uh, have abandoned the, the more ludicrous policies. So Sweden has sort of muddle through and come back a little bit the last 20, 30 years, thanks so, to capitalist uh, reforms. So I'm, suing, I'm assuming that's how you look at the lens of life itself, through growing up and watching the feudalism of this uh, ideological fascism called socialism. You realize the failure, the, the, the disincentivizing of true progress. And then in America, we're supposed to have the opposite. But I'm wondering, when you hear the American Democrat, like Joe Biden, the American fraud, like Bernie Sanders. When you look at the Democrat-run areas that have become ghettos, once great cities like my own, Chicago, are you astonished at the same rhetoric that's used? Because one thing I've realized is they have only the same taglines that they've really had since Karl Marx came up with this idea of utopian despotism. And they really are just putting lipstick on the same pig of this socialist utopia where people are supposed to frolic and happiness and joy and when you hear them talk i'm wondering does it is is it exactly the same as you heard or is it is american socialism a little different i'm wondering uh, it may be a little 
softer on the edges than the rhetoric of the social democrats and the communists when I, when I grew up. But what they 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 are just like. Oh, there's so many ways of describing this. One is that uh, the medical definition of uh, being an idiot is doing the same mistake over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Another one is that uh, I know how to uh, to uh, push uh, a fork in the into the electrical socket the right way. <laughs> it always it always. Socialism always ends the same way. It ends in uh, in poverty, poverty, and in the end, cannibalism. Yes, because it, not, nothing can be created in a system where you are not allowed to uh, produce and uh, and uh, get get the benefits of it. You know what I love uh, about this idiot, uh, our own president that some call president, what I loved about his commercial railing against sh- shrinkflation that he played during the Super Bowl yesterday is that it is the exact result of the kind of cannibalism most countries are afraid of or, or ran away from in the one you just described. Cannibalism is when you eat your very own who are the producers in your society, and you can't recognize this, the, the, the symbol of it. You can't recognize exactly what's happening in real time. And when American companies have to adjust the quantity of products that they sell at the same price, that is, by definition, a form of them surviving the cannibalism that the government and society is putting on them. Yet the reality is most Americans don't understand that. And I'm wondering what you blame that on. I blame that on the fact that the Unions have taken over education and they kick out these morons uh, people refer to as Chicagoans and New Yorkers and Californians or uh, Democrats in general. How do you attribute the decline of American, the ideology of, of the Enlightenment and American superiority or American exceptionalism as it's really referred to? But what it really is, is a concept of the Enlightenment. How do you attribute Americans giving that away over the last 30 years? Well, uh, oh my gosh, uh, do we have an hour or two? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm assuming but, you have your own opinion on it because you were raised absolutely. in a system. And that, that, you know, that's that, what I'm writing about in my book, Radical uh, Betrayal, because what's happening now and what has been happening basically since around 1900, it, it goes more than 100 years back, is that this great heritage, the American exceptionalism heritage that was laid down by the founders, by a republic uh, with representation, with low taxes, personal freedoms, state rights, a small federal government, and, and all that has slowly but steadily been chipped away on by uh, on one side, uh, warmongering, uh, today we call them neoconservatives, and on the other side, the progressive liberals who uh, around 1900 said that the founding fathers' ideas was out of date, the U.S. Constitution was just a piece of paper that they could brush aside, and they wanted to turn the U.S. into what they called a modern, but what is effectively a old and quite dull version of a European welfare state with mm-hmm. a strong national government, 
high taxes uh, where people don't have uh, the freedom to uh, create and, and rule their own lives. And it took decades. It didn't become more clear until the 1960s and uh, the Johnson's Great Society. But the, the, the tangent was clear from around 1900s that this is where we're going. And since the 60s, it has only escalated. Biden and Obama are just the latest in a long row of studious, liberal studious, started with, starting with uh, Wilson and then FDR and then LBJ. And it's, and here we are with $34 trillion in debt and uh, gosh, where we are going. Anders, I'm going to tell you what I think, and I, I, I'm curious to know your opinion on it. This really hit a, a passing gear, high gear. With a very own, with a Chicago very own communist by the name of Saul Alinsky. And if you look at the 60s, it's a fascinating time in American history. You look mm-hmm. at it, and what, and what he was was cunning in his deceit. He was truly brilliant in his skullduggery. He married the perfect ideology of communism with the corruption of gangsterism. And it was upon that time that they started to use the phony virtue shield of hiding behind the word liberal. And this is something I think that we've made a grave mistake. I remember listening to Milton Friedman discuss it. We've made a grave mistake by giving up that word. Because I don't fit into the same vein of of what people call conservative. I'm not quite sure I know what that means. But I know Republicans from time to time use it when they want to hide. And you have corporatism like Mitch McConnell and the rest of the establishment whores like Mitt Romney and the rest of it. So I'm wondering, do you think that by Saul Alinsky being brilliant enough to use that word as a virtue shield, that until we chip away at that, we're going to be having this argument because that word invokes a certain compassion that people should not have for the philosophy that's behind it. The philosophy of Marxism, communism, and socialism behind it is ugly, and it's totalitarian, and it, 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 it's what led to 240 million deaths around the world in one form or another. But they still use that word. When the reality is, you and me are the real liberals. We don't want to tell anybody to do anything. We don't want to overtax anybody. We want everything to be equal. Aren't you and I the real liberals? Well, today it's called libertarians. But you're absolutely right. Liberal from the beginning. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Latin word meaning freedom. To be free from so, uh, uh, something. And... The progressive, it goes even further back than uh, Solinsky. It, it, it was the word liberal was hijacked by the uh, progressives around 1900, uh, Biblin, Wilson, and, and Theodore Roosevelt, and these, and using they 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 deceived, they corrupted the word by saying a strong state can make you more more free than a small state, which is absolutely ludicrous, if if you ask me. But they managed to take over this fine-sounding word, and they have been hiding behind it uh, since then. Sometimes they call themselves liberals. Other times they call themselves progressives. Now they call themselves democratic socialists. But it's the same old, sunky, Marxist, goo yeah. uh, that has been around since the 19th century. How long have you been in Florida? 
2015. Okay, so I went there when the restrictions by the Short in the Pants Mafia called Chicago Democrats took away life itself and took away people's businesses. Mm -hmm. And I went to Florida because I thought that they had arguably the best government because they were laissez-faire in mandates. But aside from Florida, your native country had a very laissez-faire reaction to uh, uh, COVID and, uh, and, and the results of the government lies of America. They had no mask mandate. The borders stayed open. They didn't shut down the schools. And you had amazing results. Do you think maybe that's why the American fascist, Marxist, communist, or Democrat stops referring to Sweden? Because they once again showed that they reject the idea of government supremacy? Well, that, that Swede, Sweden happened to, for once, Sweden did the right thing uh, during covid not so much uh, uh, because they knew what they were doing, but that the government, Swedes can't deal with uh, catastrophes or emergencies. Uh, they, can, they are not planned in, in a government, uh, uh, by the government. It comes as a surprise, so they, they always get shocked by when something strange is happening that hasn't been planned for five years. So they were just taken with their pants down, so to speak. They didn't have any <laughs> any plans for, for, for going to... So they, they said, okay, let's uh, let, let just do things and see what happens. And for once, they happened to do the, the right thing. So it had nothing to do with socialism or conservatism. That It was just, it, it was just a coincidence. So radical betrayal... How liberals and neoconservatives are wrecking American exceptionalism. It's out now. How do you prefer my audience goes after this? Do you have a website devoted to it? Can they get it on Amazon? I'm I'm really interested and fascinated in your own experience, and I can't wait to see your interpretation of exactly what is happening and if American exceptionalism can be revitalized. But where do, would you like the audience to go and purchase it? Well, they can start with uh, either just uh, searching for the book on Amazon or Barnes, Barnes and Noble or any, any other, or all the big uh, online book uh, booksellers have them. Otherwise, I have my own little website called radicalbetrayal.com, okay. radicalbetrayal.com, and that takes you to my uh, website. Uh, where you can read more about the book and uh, a free chapter. The, it's about Reagan, actually, if you are interested. Yes. And uh, there you can also just follow links to Amazon and Barnes & Noble. So one thing I want to, before I let you go, I am half Norwegian and half Italian. You are Swedish. So I want to ask your opinion. You're also a historian. Why is it that the Vikings didn't overtake the world? Was it the invention of gunpowder? Or the fact that the Norwegian king brought back Christianity. Why have uh, my people been cast into uh, irrelevance? Uh, to start with, the, the Vikings took over southern Italy. Yes, I know. Uh, so you, 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 may, you may have Viking blood from two ends there. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, I know one <laughs> no, took over an Italian girl in Melrose Park. But yeah, it's interesting uh, uh, when you look at history how we became so insignificant. And I'm wondering if, uh, if we hadn't been exactly how we would have solved this, uh, this uh, Gaza problem. I think we would have been fine without the guns. 
Are you there? Hello. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought you hung up on me when you when I uh, when I no. said we should storm the beaches with axes and whatnot. Go ahead. Oh <laughs> uh, no no no. I... Well, listen, we have a bad connection. In the meantime, you can go to RadicalBetrayal.com. Thank you very much, Anders. If you can still hear me, I look forward to going through your book, and we'll be back with your calls after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We take care of our own. You know, one of the funny things about watching these Democrat sewers devolve into third world sewers is to watch them celebrate something that would have been frowned upon when the country was decent. Yesterday, one of the few things I did hear in the background, because I, I could care less, was they were asking about the quarters. Uh, I wonder who won that quarter, admitting how much the Americans are wasting betting, gambling on sporting events. And one, one thing I love is when they show in Chicago, what's the only businesses that grow? Casinos and dope houses. That's their big plan. And you look at the Democrats from coast to coast, and you realize everywhere there's a Democrat is nothing but corruption, failure, and a low-life living. They are the party of low-lifes. But I love how arrogant and unaware they are. Not only isn't Netanyahu taking your advice, every time you open your mouth and criticize him, he kills another thousand Hamas. Thank God, because that's what we need. So nobody listens to your advice except other Democrats, because they know the kind of corruption that goes along with it, and they want a piece of it. That pressurized political environment, when the inevitable conclusion is that the facts and the evidence don't support any charges, you're left to wonder why this report spends time making gratuitous and inappropriate criticisms of the president. Mayor Brandon Johnson toured Inglewood with White House Special Advisor Tom Perez today. Perez declined to take any questions, but with the Democratic National Convention now just six months away, the mayor said voters should not be concerned about the president's age. You know, look, President Biden has provided this country with an incredible gracious leadership. Not only is he the mayor of a once great city, now a fracking ghetto and a joke, a joke. He understands that he better kiss some ass if he wants a bailout because this crooked fraud needs one. At a very tumultuous time in our nation's history. Democrats circling the wagons. I've been with the president of the United States many times. He is on the ball. The man knows more than most of us have uh, forgotten. And, he, and, and your sister and your, your family of corruption stands to make billions in the Ukrainian bribery payoff scheme. And what also gives lie to their assertions is that we have the same laws we had under President Trump. And President Trump controlled the border. So how could President Trump do it with the same set of laws? And now they say, if you only gave us power, we would do something. But what gives lie to this assertion 
is that they're in court every day trying to dismantle the barriers that Texas puts up. I know that, Rand, but talk about how they're going to steal billions. Open the champagne, pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Nice. What about here? Ah, suck it up. You lost 20% on your dollar since Joe Biden stole the office. Joe on the southwest side knows that. Hey, uh, what's going on, Sean? I love your show. show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that very much. I got to tell you, I'm a little surly today. I'm a little surly. You know why I had to drive? I had to come back here. And it was last minute. So I'm like, you know what? I'll take a ride because I love to drive. And I do. I absolutely love it. You know, I took my time. Joy, I stopped for barbecue in Alabama. And you see the country is phenomenal. I mean phenomenal. Right up until you cross that river in Kentucky and you enter the land of stinking. It is just terrible to me. But go ahead. Hey, my kid works at a grocery store. And uh, back during COVID, when prices were reasonable, the, the day that they had the panic where they stripped everything off the shelves. The store did $160,000 in sales. And the managers were, the managers were sitting around going, man, we'll never see us. We'll never see a day like that again. Holy mackerel. You could, they, they were, they were stripping the salt and pepper off the shelves. You couldn't find anything. Yeah. The store was empty uh-huh. last week. Just a regular day, people walking in and out, $186,000 in sales. And they sold just a third. Another, and they sold a third they, of the items. A third of the items. Right, and all, all the shelves were still full. That's right. See, that's the part people have to understand. That's the part people understand. That's not a case of greed. That's a cost of doing business. What does Illinois do as you see more and more businesses leave and flee? They raise the tax on that grocery store. So it won't be long. They'll do it again because that's all they know how to do is fail. And then that store that's providing that kind of convenience to the neighborhood, believe me, it'll run out too. And that's what the, the Democrats don't understand. They can't learn from losing. The, the, other, the other thing I want to say, you know, with, with sales tax, let's say sales tax is 10%. When something costs 2 bucks, so the, the state's getting 10% on 2 bucks. Now, when the price goes to 4 the sales tax is doubling. They, they, they had a 100% increase in the sales tax that they're taking. Joe, that's why, that's why the governments, both municipal, state, and, and, and federal, are, they don't mind inflation. They make more money. Do you know, it's fascinating, Joe. You want to you see how much Illinois is raking in? Just look at a gas station next time you drive by and realize 10 cents out of every gallon, ironically put on by a Republican, 10 cents out of every gallon, goes right to the, to the state government on top of all the other taxes. When you look at what those taxes that, that are on gasoline come, you realize the refiner makes the least amount of money. The least amount of money is the refiner. It's the governments that make the most money. So you think they really want gas and, 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 and items to be lower? They make more money when they're more expensive. It's an extortion mafia, and they win and lose. The funny part is when it's bought with government welfare. Do you know they still count it as a win, not understanding it's their spending that mimics and imitates a sale? And that's how you destroy an economy right there. And that's why, Joe, we got people in this country, they they could care less about the $34 trillion because it doesn't mean anything to them. They never made money. And when you have this amount of people in society on welfare, 
That's the that's the end, kid. There's no pulling back from that. Thank you very much, Joe. And all this American spirit. Who's got the American spirit? Spirit. Is it the uh, the New York migrant or the Chicago illegal alien? Do they have the New York or the American spirit? All right. So you see all these vehicles out here with no license plates, and you might see one or two with fake plates. They all belong to the migrants. So all of these vehicles is parked right here. By the- you know what I think about when I drive past a bus stop? How many Americans are sitting at the bus stop? They don't have cars. But the illegal alien who got here last week, they give them cars now? Cars, $2,500, apartments. Well, no wonder. I'm sure that'll stop the flow. Sure it will. It's working just the way it was intended to work. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. You know, here's the thing. You know, you had our great governor on there. This guy is totally delusional, what he's saying. Governor Spaulding, he says that people are coming to this state and Businesses are setting up here. Absolutely not. They're fleeing the state in groves and droves here, businesses included. Um, so I hope in time we can get rid of this guy. That's my opinion. Robert, you're going to get more and more people on the dole, which will seem more and more reasonable that businesses exist and open up on the dole. This is the welfare, the snake of socialism eating its tail, pretending to be a hunter. That's all a Democrat politician is. A snake eating its own tail, pretending to be full. Ask Governor Pritzker if he thought the special counsel's report was politically motivated. He said in his words, and I quote here, I smell a rat. I smelled that same rat, Fatso, when your portly, unattractive dog sister got done imploding Superior Bank and then Obama hired her as the Commerce Secretary. You know what that smells like? Well, it smells like cheese and feet and B.O., not O'Hare Airport. That smells like a fat Pritzker deal of corruption, you scumbag. Shut your fat mouth. Nobody's waving a cream puff under your nose. 312-642-5600. Get in my belly. Come on. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I didn't articulate just how many taxes are in Illinois. We're going to let Joe from Chicago. Joe, how are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I just wanted to point out that if it's 10 cents per gallon, the state doesn't make any more money if the price goes up. No, that's LaHood's infrastructure tax on top of the 39.2% every gallon. So Illinois has 39.2% tax on every gallon of gas. Ray LaHood, the old man, put a $0.10 cents for the uh, roads and bridges tax in Illinois in perpetuity. So it's 39.2% plus $0.10 cents per gallon. You follow me? But it's, but it's per gallon. So the price, the, the, the percentage, if you get five gallons, it's five gallons. Exactly. But now add in the $0.39.2 cents per gallon. That fluctuates on the price. You understand? So if the price is $1, they make 39.2%. If it's $5, they make 392 You follow? I should have been more clear. That's my fault, not yours. Thank you very much for listening. Just goes to show you, Illinois makes more than the gas station, makes more than the refiner. And as far as what the price fluctuates, well, that's corruption on, a, on an OPEC scale, on a foreign policy scale, also part of the government's problems. Because they established a cartel, and it will not allow American companies to to get the energy out of the ground because of climate, climate change. 
You remember that fire squirrel that burned all those acres? Honey Bunny, where's that uh, cut of uh, the uh, relief party that started the fire that we now found out? You know where that is? Gender reveal fire. Here it is. An update now for the couple whose botched gender reveal sparked the deadly El Dorado fire in 2020. They have agreed to a plea deal. It includes jail time, community service, and nearly $2 million in restitution. The El Dorado fire charred more than 20,000 acres in Yucaipa, destroyed some 20 buildings, and killed a veteran firefighter. And was used as an excuse to add government regulations for climate change. It's not climate change. I, by the way, did they tell if they had a boy or a girl? Investigators determined the fire started when Refugio Jimenez Jr. and Angelina Jimenez set off a smoke bomb that was part of a gender reveal photo shoot that went terribly wrong, accidentally lighting nearby grass at El Dorado <laughs> Ranch Park. Yeah, but did you have a boy or a girl? You burned 20,000 acres, you burned 20, billi- 20 buildings, you killed a few people. I still don't know if they had a boy or a girl, squirrel. Stu- idiot. Stupid reveal party. Steve Wilkins Hyundai. How you doing, John? Wonderful. How are you? So good. I just want to throw this out there for, for the listeners. So to make it really simple. So if I sell a car for $40,000, the government gets um, $3,200 for doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. So <laughs> they make $3,200 with no investment. So I want all listeners just think about that for a minute. I get to write them a check. For thirty-two hundred with no investment, I pay the floor plan, I pay my employees, I have to make payroll, and as crazy as some of those cars at forty thousand dollars, we make a few hundred bucks to sell them just to keep them moving. Steve, this so is what people, everybody should really think about. Think well, about only guys who business. only guys who make money and go into business know what you're talking about. What you're talking about is an extortion racket, which is what the government it's is. Horrible. The government is. But you have to remember, you have a large percent of Americans now that don't ever want to go to work and don't ever have to. So they don't understand that frustration of you busting your ass, mopping the floor, turning the lights on, paying the bills. They could care less that the government makes more than anybody else in the deal. They don't care. And that's the problem. That's that's the that's the the cancer of socialism, the cancer of collective. They don't care how many. How many Steves go out of business? They don't care how many guys can't take it anymore and drive their car into an embankment just to end the the futility of life itself. What they're looking for are more people who want in. They're looking for more welfare roaches because they're the happiest people in society. They don't have to do anything. And now what? We've imported, what, 11, maybe 12 million of them? Thank you very much, Steve, for being an entrepreneur, bringing the American dream to reality. And what's the penalty for that? You get taxed in the, in the poorhouse. See, that's what people have to understand. But there's a way around it. Oh, if you become part of the oligarchy, then you can make endless money. You just have to pretend ugly women are pretty and fat people aren't. Megan, what will likely generate more of the questions, the heat, her management or her finances? Uh, Betty, that's hard to say. Both are going to be huge. You've got this new IG report out on her banking past. You've got new financial disclosures that, as you mentioned, we got just last night. So let's start with the income piece of this. Um, forms released just last night showing that she underestimated her income by $80 million. Now, that's consulting money. A spokeswoman explained it as a clerical error. What kind of advice you get for $80 million, huh, Penny? Huh? Man hands? Another woman I can't tell the difference from. You're twice the man your cousin or brother or whoever JB is. 
And as we reported previously, the nominee is worth more than $1.5 billion. If confirmed, she'd be among the wealthiest cabinet officials in history. Her offshore accounts will also be fair game, as we've discussed. Pritzker disclosed last week she earned $54 million in consulting fees in the Bahamas. And Sure, me too. What's the penalty? The Biden administration has tapped former Commerce Secretary Penny Pritzker to lead the effort to rebuild Ukraine's economy. Wow. Now, they didn't have much time, really no time and no money to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion's coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month. $60 million to Ukraine. Penny's going to have a good year. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. intro my next guest scroll it really is i mean i could go with the credentials being a research fellow at the grover m herman center for the federal budget at heritage foundation i could do that the reality is it's not it's not catchy enough squirrel see the one thing i could say about my next guest is he can never transition into a woman can't do it because he's too much man should have been a musketeer there's no question about it he is ej Tony, the only economist i've ever known to could pull off a van dyke what's up ej <laughs> yeah, I can't transition into a woman. I think that might be the best never. woman I've, I've ever got. You can never call yourself uh, Elizabeth. Can't pass as an Elizabeth. You're too much man, baby. In the meantime, you're man enough to know this is a line of bulldung coming out of the government at every step. You know, it's funny. We were talking about percentages on taxes before you came on. And we were talking about Illinoisans. As a percentage, don't realize the government is incentivized to have high prices and high costs because they make a larger dollar amount, right? Their percentage is a bigger return to them. So in Illinois, you've got um, 39.2% on every gallon of gas, no matter what the price is. And then another 10 cents fixed that goes directly into some fund run by gangsters called politicians for the roads and bridges and more infrastructure theft that's been going on for decades since a politician put it there. And what, you know, people get mad at that, but you know how mad they'd be, EJ, if they found out how many of their fellow citizens didn't pay for gas, but tax dollars did? Now what's the tax revenue on gas? So this is something to watch the heads explode as people realize there's no such thing as welfare or government entities that spend money. There's just the guarantee of massive taxes because the Leviathan is getting bigger and bigger and we're getting smaller and smaller, right? Sure, Sean. And, and how mad do you think so many uh, of those drivers would be if they realized that all of their neighbors who are running around in their little electric cars aren't paying those gasoline taxes, right? They're still using the roads. In fact, Electric vehicles, if you compare the same size electric vehicle with a gas-powered car, the electric vehicle is actually heavier, and it takes more of a toll on those roads. It does more damage than running the conventional gas or diesel vehicle does. And yet, despite the fact that they're imposing more of a cost on the community, they're not paying a dime for it. 
And then how do you calculate something that's interesting to me? I pay electric bills in different states. Fascinating how much more expensive the electric bill is in Illinois. Is it strictly because the corrupt deal between ComEd, short in the pants gangster Mike Madigan and Chicago Democrats? Or is it once again an issue of higher costs in more corrupt states? The Democrat states will always have higher costs unless you're on welfare, right? Well, it's, it's a combination of both. Sure, there are certain policies that places like Illinois have put in place uh, that, that have the exact same effect as they do in California and, and as they have in New York and, and other places like that. Massachusetts is another good example where the, they are essentially imposing extra taxes on cheap forms of energy like coal, and they are subsidizing expensive forms of energy like solar and wind. So what's the result? Well, all of the nuclear and the coal plants in Illinois have to pay an extra tax, which gets passed on to the taxpayer. It get, gets pa- passed on to the ratepayer. And what about the, the wind and the solar mills? Well, they're getting a subsidy, which allows them to basically stay in business, but they still have to charge a higher rate because even with the government subsidy, they still aren't competitive with, with those other sources like coal, like nuclear, like natural gas. So you, you have all of that in play. And then on top of that, what you just mentioned, the particular corruption in Illinois that makes it 10 times worse. This is something that um, might be the silver lining, right? As more and more people realize that the cost of corruption is, is very high to the honest man. I'm wondering if you think, though, that this particular government, this this Biden administration of corruption has figured out the right way to implement this kind of um, acceptability in a society by massively increasing the welfare rolls. But but do you think people are happy on those welfare rolls? Because there has to be a silver lining. In effect, 86 percent of Americans on an ABC poll just admitted that Joe Biden is unfit to be the president. I mean, there has to be something that wakes people up. I'm hoping that we can pull out of this tailspin. How do you see it? Oh, Sean, the data here, I mean, is incredibly clear. This experiment has been run. The data is collected. The results are in. The more you hand people stuff and the less they have to work for it, that means the less the people appreciate it and the less happy they are. And, and interestingly, I'm not quite sure why this particular data point is the case, but this is especially true for women. In other words, as women get married less, as they have fewer kids, and as they are increasingly on welfare, they are the most unhappy group in the country. He's talking about my honey bunny. Um, now, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you. This, uh, this does explain why uh, uh, women in the suburbs of Chicagoland are all Democrat. They're unhappy and they're addicted to it. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, when you think about, the, when you think about Sean, what is it that, that women tend to find attractive in a man? It's, it's competency and generosity. Those, those two things are incredibly high predictors of, of success in a long-term uh, you know, spousal relationship. And when they don't have that, it makes sense that they're going to be incredibly unhappy. Who, who, is, who is less of a provider and more unpredictable than the United States government, after all? Yes, Chicago Democrats and those people who vote for them, I think, would be a close second. And I'm wondering, is the kind of failure that these states are seeing? I mean, right now, not only are people fleeing, that 
never thought that they would leave or maybe thought they'd leave in 20 years. They're, 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 they're fleeing. But what's happening now is other states are truly rejecting the philosophy and the people from these states. And I say this to you because I recently made a drive from Florida to Illinois. And it's fascinating. I stop a lot. I like to smoke cigars and I take my time and I love Southern cooking. And you start talking to people who are like, wait a minute. You don't sound like you're from around here. And I'd say, oh, no, I'm, I live in Florida, but I'm from Chicago. Chicago, you're not one of those Democrats, are you? And I experienced this years ago. It's fascinating how just out of the closet the, the southern states are. They don't want Chicago, Illinois Democrats to even drive through their state. And I, I say, no, no, no. My car's the one out there that says Biden voters are not welcome or accepted in anything I do. That's not, I don't, I'm not a Chicago Democrat. Do you think that the rest of the country is getting leery of these Democrat ghettos that are, in fact, resulting in massive amounts of good people fleeing them? You, you are finding exactly that in a lot of the, the hyper-conservative, I guess you could say, areas of the country. But the problem is, Sean, there's just way too many places in America that aren't like that. They are they are not only hard left wing, but but they're what we call those purple states. They're somewhere in the middle. And because of that, the, the conservatives, I think, are, are essentially outnumbered. At least the, the fiscal conservatives seem to be outnumbered. And, and that's how you get into these just ridiculous situations where we find ourselves today. I mean, my goodness, we, we've added six and a half trillion dollars to the national debt in just the last three years. It's this a is, in a word, unsustainable. Well, it's funny because uh, Joe Biden was out, I guess they call it campaigning. I think it was just showing people he's still somewhat alive. But he was out touting the 46,000 different uh, uh, areas in which his infrastructure bill is going out. So the, the, the strategy is really quite simple the way I see it. It's just kick out enough phony baloney jobs, government spending, to hope that people understand, look, this wouldn't happen if it wasn't for a corrupt government. Do you want it to stay corrupt? Vote Democrat. How do you see it? as you could possibly tout the Bidenomics, which really looks more like feudalism to me than it does an economy. Well, I I think FDR really set the tone for basically almost every Democrat administration, maybe even every Democrat administration since then, and frankly, even some of the Republicans too, where he decided that it was time to use the public purse to dole out favors to different marginal constituencies. In other words, Find a state that's right on the border between voting for him or voting for his opponent and just dump a ton of taxpayer money there, create a bunch of jobs where the people don't even do anything productive. It's just giving them a paycheck. It's all at the taxpayer expense, but the taxpayers don't realize it at the time. And voila, all of a sudden you get a bunch of votes and that's how you win not one, not two, not three, but four elections. And what has the playbook been ever since then? More of the same again. Democrats, but not just Democrats, plenty of Republicans have have tried to do essentially the exact same thing. You know what got what gets lost in the in the in the comment about that? I think most Democrats really don't care about debt. They they they're used to being delinquent on debt for the main part. But when you say that we've gone into debt six and a half trillion dollars in three years, that that to me doesn't bring enough light on the real problem. Because aside with that, we've also spent another six and a half trillion dollars in what is revenue. So you're just focusing on the debt when you say six and a half trillion. But the reality is we've also had revenue. Now, granted, it's not always six and a half trillion like it was under the Trump years, but it's still a few trillion dollars. So do we really have an understanding 
of just how much money this Dimwood in diapers is wasting? Do we really know? Because I think it's anywhere from $10.5 trillion a year to $12 trillion a year. Because they like to hide behind the phony baloney, right? Their fiscal year starts in October and all this nonsense. The reality is this kind of, 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 of economic malfeasance, for lack of a better word, can't be anything other than intentional. He's intentionally bankrupting this country, isn't he? Well, Sean, in terms of how they're fudging the numbers, I mean, look no further than the monthly Treasury statement that came out literally today, where it said the deficit in the month of January was $22 billion. Okay, then how do we square that with the fact that the debt during that same month increased $190 billion? Yeah. The debt should be increasing by the amount of the deficit, but clearly it's not. Why? Because the Treasury has all kinds of financial uh, bookkeeping games, essentially, that they can play with this stuff. So you're, you're absolutely right. Things are much worse than I think people realize. And, and that's part of the reason why, you know, you talk about the revenue that, that they're getting. You know, it's, it's easy for people to look at their pay stub, those who are, are working at least, they can look at their pay stub and say, oh, wow, this is how much I am paying to the government. This hurts, right? But it's a lot harder for people to look at that other $6.5 trillion and, and realize where is the pain from that coming. Every time you go to the grocery store, the hardware store, the gas station, every time you got to see your doctor, I don't care, whatever it is, you're spending money and prices are up. Why? That's inflation, the hidden tax of inflation. Where is the government getting that extra six and a half trillion dollars they spent? They're taking it out of your hide right now through inflation. But on top of that, even if you want to go back and look at your pay stub for the the last month, the the month of January, if you look at how much we've been spending, uh, or excuse me, how much you've you've been paying in income taxes, and you look at how much the government is spending just in interest on the debt, it's 44%. In other words, 44% of your personal income taxes are consumed just by paying interest on the debt. No roads, no schools, no hospitals, no military. It's just interest. That's a nauseating reality. Do you know what's fascinating, though? Another nauseating reality. You mentioned FDR. He's a fascinating scoundrel, in my opinion. I mean, this son of a dog ran in 1932. He was the first Democrat, I think, to win in 80 years, if I'm not mistaken. Right. For the presidency. Something like that. Uh, he, he, he runs on cutting the government by 25 percent. He runs on only passing budgets that work on revenue to the government. If you listen to the way in which this scallywag ran, he out Reagan Reagan. He ran on. I'm going to cut the Leviathan and he wins. And the son of a dog does exactly the opposite. Now you could blame World War II, I guess. Okay, fine. But it wasn't really the philosophy of the Democrat in the, in the early 20th century. The philosophy of the Democrat was fiscal responsibility and a small government. Now you've managed to sneak in these traitors in the Leviathan of, of, of Democrat-Republican. Do you think that the American people feel the way that I do? That if we're going to fix anything, we got to immediately stop the bleeding. We got to fire everybody, and we got to have structure that doesn't allow this kind of corruption to bankrupt us. Because I, I don't know a working person, but then again, I don't know a lot of Democrats. Quite honestly, I don't know a working person that would would tolerate the kind of open corruption that is our 
economic policies in this country. I mean, when you really look at it, it's all it's all meant to bankrupt everybody and keep us all where we can never gain any real wealth unless we marry one of these unpleasant looking Pritzkers, can we? <laughs> uh, Sean, I, I think you're right. I think you really do have to clean house. It, historically, that's been the only way to to make any kind of real progress, any real change. That, frankly, that was one of the things that really hamstrung uh, the the first Trump administration was the fact that so many people were holdovers, you know, from from the deep state or whatever you want to call it, uh, from years prior, and and they behind the scenes were constantly undermining President Trump. I mean, they've literally written books about it. It's not like it's some kind of secret. It's not like it's a, a conspiracy theory. But, you know, if, if I can return for, to FDR for a second, Sean, he was a very good example of cleaning house, except that all of the people that he put in place were hard left wingers. I mean, communists, actual communists, not saying that to be to be disparaging. No, he they was... were literal communists. There's there's a fabulous book called Stalin's War. Uh, Sean McMeekin, I believe, is the author. I encourage all your listeners to read it. It's a phenomenal book. One of the things that it details is how Stalin's, uh, uh, Stalin essentially had communists completely infiltrate the entire Roosevelt administration and were not only pushing uh, for constant aid to the Soviet Union during the war, but even before that, were pushing Roosevelt in the New Deal to increasingly implement communist ideology here in the United States. Fascinating. And you know what else is fascinating to me? To look at the two countries now, today. To look at the difference between the former Soviet Union, their economy, their taxation system, the regulation on their spending, their debt to GDP, and to look at us. We're the ones that mimic Stalin more than Rutin and Putin today, don't we? Oh, a hundred percent, Sean. I, I mean, it is absolutely astounding to see everything this administration is doing. And, and I mean, you know, they've doubled down, but there have been plenty of mistakes made before they got here. But to see everything this administration is doing and to ask, OK, if, if you were uh, an actual communist, what would you do differently? That's a very short list. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I hear these idiots in Chicago, these Democrats talk, they truly are Stalin. They truly are preaching. I mean, the only difference to me is, are you Trotsky or Lenin? Uh, that's kind of the difference. And I'm wondering, it feels like the people that I've dealt with or the people that are still contacting me today that are, are former Illinoisans or want to wanna flee, it seems I've, I, I've never seen it more rejected by people who didn't pay attention before. That's the only way we can get out of it, right, is if people wake up and say, I'm out of here. I had enough. Exactly. Unfortunately, you know, human beings, and I'll include myself when I when I you know mention this, human beings, uh, we tend to never actually acknowledge our mistakes until they hit us in the face, right? We tend to put off uh, difficult decisions. Uh, we tend to take the easy way out. That's just human nature. And so until you're actually faced with the ramifications of your own actions, whether that's voting for a stupid policy or a stupid politician or, or something else, until that actually hits you in the face, you tend not to pay much attention to it. You tend to tolerate it. I can't believe there are still people in this country, not on the dole, that would be willing to vote for American Marxism. I, uh, I think if they do wake up, it'll be thanks to people like you and the Heritage Foundation who constantly beat the drum. You've got a new article out. 
uh, Americans in the crosshair of the cost of living. What was the most astonishing reality in the Bidenomics? Is it the simple cost of energy, the cost of rent? Which one is the one that people can't deny and have to really say, I can't take it anymore? Which Bidenomics failure do you think is undeniable? I, Sean, I think it's got to be housing. You know, when, when you can't afford a place to live, I mean, forget home ownership. You know, that, that's completely out of the question for most people. But even just rent, when you can't even afford a place to rent and you have to live with family or you have to get three, four roommates, I mean, what's more depressing than that? If they're Democrats. Thank you, EJ and Tony. You didn't think I was going to let that go, did you? I appreciate you taking time and I appreciate Heritage. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. See these thieving rat gangsters? They learn how to navigate the troubled waters of feudalism. They keep calling it infrastructure, chips and eggs, foreign policy. They're stealing the fracking money. And they're buying votes just like it was 1932. American infrastructure plan used to, you know, we used to be the best in the world in infrastructure. Literally, we were ranked number, ranked number one in the world. I don't give a rip what socialists and communists rank us in anything. This is the whole thing. Ooh, don't you care what China thinks? Right here, you communist bastards. I don't give a rip what you think. Realize, and I've been around, I know I don't look like it, but I've been around a while. You look like you died last month, you stupid son of a gun. In the meantime, you're mumbling, you're stumbling, and you're stealing my fracking money. Today we'll also discuss the work to just that we're going to be doing together to strengthen NATO ahead of the 75th NATO summit this summer. Tell NATO I see what they're doing, and I want that money back, you rat bastards, too. I'd like to yeah. call for immediately debates. I'd like to debate them now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. Mr. President, Donald Trump said he's ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump said he's ready to debate right now. Do you accept? Immediately. If I were him, I'd want to debate me too. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> you should have nothing else to do. But there's enough low-life roaches in this country on welfare, be it corporate or just to pretend they have an apartment to tolerate your corrupt ass. I wonder how much longer it's going to last, though. Wondering is, is he behaving differently behind closed doors? Because we don't get to see that at all. And are you, do you see, and when you interact with him privately, is there kind of a different sort of level of vigor that is perhaps you know, not as visible when we're all seeing him? You know why she asked that, Squirrel? Because instinctively she knows he's laying on a changing table crying for his mommy. Dimwood in diapers. Cream Puff Jim knows it. You're gonna, you're yeah, gonna you want to, we want to wax poetically about a socialist from the 19th century. Eugene, Go ahead. Yeah, Eugene Debs was the last person to run for president from jail. It was 1920. What was he in jail for? I know he was a communist piece of dung. I think he died in Elmhurst, where my cigar store is, though. Yeah, yeah. Clarence Darrow, Clarence Darrow did his first trial. And then he, sedition, you know, sedition. Oh, you mean back then when they said you were a communist or a socialist, you were a criminal, you were a traitor to America, they put you in jail? Well, here, here's what happens now. Right. Chunkin, uh, Judge Chunkin wants the, the Grand Old Party leader to be in that courtroom by April 1st. 
And if the Supreme Court doesn't save them, doesn't come to the come rescue. On, nobody cares what these Democrat low-life judges yeah, and lawyers think. He's going to get convicted of sedition, the same thing that Debs did. Let me ask you something. You reminded me about this piece of garbage, Debs. You just reminded me. I forgot for years. That low-life piece of dung died in Elmhurst, Illinois, didn't he? Didn't he? Do you know why, Crampuff? Because Chicago and Illinois is the communist capital of the fracking country, you rat bastards. He was actually from Indiana. Yeah, but he died in Elmhurst, where the communists are welcome in Chicago, right? When's your check come? Did it come? Does it come in? When's it coming? Thursday? No, I got a break. I got a break because President's Day is Monday, right? Oh, boy. Just what you fracking commies need another day. What about your steak sandwich, Mo? When is it coming? Well, you know, I tell you the truth. I, uh, I've been going, I'm going a different route, but it's not going to do me any good. Are you, are you on some sort of a diet? Do you, want, do you, want, do you, do you not want help washing your genitals anymore? Are you trying to lose a few pounds? <laughs> I think it's too. I think it's just too late all the way around. But yeah. I prepared. I prepared. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to purgatory. Yeah, yeah anyway, do, do Sean, a favor. You, a- you too. Pizza yeah. is not an appetizer, okay, Chubby? Oh, the communists! The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket. It is a vote to end racism, to all forms of discrimination. Wrong. It is a vote for jobs. A vote for a decent income. A home for everyone. For full equality of women, especially on the job, it is a vote for free boy, oh child boy, care. Doesn't that sound like today? That explains so much. It was really eye-opening. Take a look. Records in San Juan show just how tough Virginia's childhood actually was. See, that's the official tease. And you know what they left off? Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in shock. I, I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican. You know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was. Uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, my friend? Um, you know who's never been a slave owner? Anybody in my family, Squirrel? True. Yet Sonny's been telling me I'm the racist and I uh, have to pay reparations. And then Nikki Hilly tells me that she's somehow better than the alternative when she can't tell you what the American Civil War was started over. And the fact that we are watching Joe Biden in decline is not helping that. Russia, China and Iran are watching every day the decline of Joe Biden. This is bigger about a bigger than a party. This is about the fact that we've got to look out for the national interests of our country. And that's when you put all of this aside and say, what do we need? We don't need two 80 year old candidates running for president. We need. But we do need somebody who knows what the American Civil War was fought over, stupid. Once again, I'm going to take advice from an idiot. I'd rather listen to Sonny, who's a descendant of slave owners, apparently. George in Naperville. Sean, you know, no one knows what goes on behind Biden's doors. Yes, I do. He's on a changing table crying for his mommy. There's no question about it. So a couple of things. Look, uh, we understand how grocery uh, how grocery prices are a major concern for hardworking families. We get it. We get that 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 there are uh, st- the prices are still uh, you know kind of uh, kind of hurting uh, Americans. But what we've seen is that prices have gone down for eggs, for milk, uh, for seafood, and that's important. They've, they- it's important. And what we also see is that this spending is to buy votes. Oh, it is. 
you've been buying votes and the cost of it is quite high to us ordinary Americans. Um, this is January 2021 to January 2024. Over just a few years, overall costs up 20 percent almost. Food prices skyrocketing. Energy. Those everyday <sighs> Items that are not your choice. Unless you're a Ukrainian oligarch, then you're not paying for anything and you get more money from Americans. And all they had time to do in the Senate was get the money, get the cash pallets, load the planes, get the champagne ready and fly to Kiev. And all I kept thinking about is how the Pritzkers are just laughing, how stupid Americans are. The Chicago native will be tasked with coordinating public and private investments in Ukraine and working to open markets and businesses shut down by the Russian invasion. Pritzker is the sister of Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Their great-grandparents are Ukrainian immigrants. You know what I smell, squirrel? A rat. It's true. I smell a rat. Big, fat rat. And it doesn't matter how many scandals they're caught in. The Pritzkers keep getting promotions. You know, Betty, the fact that the president attacked his opponent, Mitt Romney, during the campaign for his offshore accounts, that's likely going to be brought up today. You can bet on that. Betty? Uh, and what about then her management of, uh, of the bank? So we're talking about Superior Bank. It's outside of Chicago. So in addition to developing a skyscraper, starting a luxury senior housing enterprise, chairing a credit reporting company and leading record campaign fundraising, the Hyatt Hotel heiress also led a bank for a few years and that eventually that bank eventually failed and it failed big. So here's what we know, Betty. Pritzker ran Superior from 1991 to 1994. She and her family expanded subprime lending there, got involved in the kind of mortgage-backed securitization that eventually sparked the recession. So the bank failed in July 2001 when Pritzker was still on the board, though not in charge at the time. And at the time, Betty, it was one of the biggest bank failures in a decade. So back... <laughs> and what's the penalty? We're going to put her in charge of the most corrupt country that in, in Europe. Bar none, the most corrupt country. After all, how bad could she do? Huh. She did pretty bad here. Back in 2008, Prisker said it failed because regulators said the bank's financial statements overvalued its assets. Lawsuits also accused the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't that what Trump is accused of in New York? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you didn't go to jail, fatso. No, in fact, you got a promotion. Yeah, you became the Commerce Secretary of the country. You did exactly what New York is accusing Donald Trump of doing, isn't it? Huh. I smell a big, fat... Pritzker rat. It's true, squirrel. A big fat Pritzker rat. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Oh, you Hillary Clinton's official campaign song, Squirrel. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. She was about to get sued, but there was nobody from Queen left. It's true. In the meantime, Americans are starting to pull their head out of their Pritzkers. ABC News Ipsos poll shows that 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. That is a higher percentage than what we found in a previous poll in September. So clearly polling shows this is a persistent issue. What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? So look, we're going to continue to lead on leadership, right? We're going to continue to focus on what... <laughs> we're going to continue to lead our leadership? Is that what she said? She's starting to sound like Kamala Harris. 
It's about everyday gun violence. It's about understanding that any life lost is a life too many. Except outside in, in a Planned Parenthood. In a Planned Parenthood, kill them all and we'll all pay for it. Right, dummy? So, like, let me this president has been able to get done, uh, what the president has been able to get done uh, on behalf of the, of the American people. Uh, and look, I'll quote a little bit of uh, what the first lady said, uh, I think incredibly well, just a couple days ago. Uh, president Biden does more in one hour than most people do in a day. His age with. Is that how you feel? I mean, are you on your way to your second job or are you preparing for your third? This dimwit in diapers, this fraud who's been on vacation, what, four months every year? Four months every year in some mansion that he never made enough money to pay for. He works harder in one hour than you make in a week, in a year. Really? Doesn't sound to me like he can do anything. Nothing. American infrastructure plan used to, you know, we used to be the best in the world in infrastructure. He's never worked one hour. In fact, on my worst hour, I did more than he ever did in a year. Of course, I never took any money from the labor extortion mafia. I never took any money from the Chinese Communist Party. In fact, the results of what I've done have never added one dollar. To the, to the debt, in fact, all I've done is pay for your kind of corruption. But then again, I'm an American you take advantage of. I'm one of those silly Americans who still believes in earning an honest dollar. I'm one of those silly Americans who can still spot you frauds from a country mile away. And an American flag. All right, I know who the next governor is. Today, after touring an early childhood care center, Governor J.B. Pritzker, who serves as a Biden surrogate, was critical of the language in the report. I thought it was extremely unfair for a, he was a Trump appointee originally to the uh, Department of Justice. To Nobody would know your fat ass's name if it wasn't for owning politicians and donating. In fact, this is the first job you ever had, and look what you've done, though, to once great state of Illinois. Look at what you've done. Nobody would know your name, but everybody should know your sister's name. The Biden administration has tapped former Commerce Secretary Penny Pritzker to lead the effort to rebuild Ukraine's economy. The Chicago native... And that's how you know the money that was just passed by the Senate, the $60 billion on pallets, is going to be stolen, just like the last $130 billion. On Friday, they will take the $60 billion to Kiev, crack the champagne, and meanwhile, each day, between five to 10,000 people come across the border illegally. That's all right, Rand. Those are the ones that are going to sign fraudulent ballots. And make sure that this dimwit or anybody else from the Democrat mafia just stays in power. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I think we- That's how you got in the first time. And since you've been in, look at what's happened to not just our country, but look what's happened around the world. Look at the chaos you've done. And for what? For a few measly billion that you and your cohorts were able to steal? President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journal. Instead of having the American Congress make sure this never happens, what do they do? They just keep doubling the numbers, doubling the numbers, and doubling the numbers. Now, they put up a sham bill, and they said, you should have taken the sham bill. You should have taken the ruse. We gave you a border bill, but the border bill would allow 5,000 people a day to come across, and then they would declare an emergency. Guess what? The emergency's already here. 
700,000 people in two months is an emergency. Nearly 800,000 people in two it's months. not really, though. Not if you're a Democrat sewer losing population. All that is is a replacement of those votes you need, the fraud you need to keep in power. And after all, you know what's at stake, which is why your step-and-fetch Democrats will pretend that the dimwitted in diapers is capable of doing anything. Offer his own opinions about the mental acuity or age of the president of the United States. The White House also going on the offensive today. And in that pressurized political environment, when the inevitable conclusion is that the facts and the evidence don't support any charges. Facts and the evidence show you to be a crime syndicate, a money laundering scheme. And you're going to keep it going, aren't you? Well, I especially want to, I'd like to add another point. The failure of the United States Congress, if it occurs, not to support Ukraine is close to criminal neglect. It is outrageous. Kissinger was right when he said, not since Napoleon has Europe not looked over his shoulder. Seymour Hirsch was right. You're stealing the money. And you're going to continue to steal it. And you got all your pieces in place. That's why Penny Pritzker has been tapped on the shoulder. Hopefully the American people will be vindicated in the future. And this money laundering scheme of Bidenomics can stop. But only if we get Trump 2024. I mean, after all, he did win 2020. Hopefully he can win so overwhelming. Can't be denied. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.